I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, Episode 66. and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Sometimes we just need to stop in the struggle and just worship. Worship God for who He is. Fix our mind and our thoughts and our attention on Him and away from ourselves. That's what a good worship song does. We listen to The Message, which is a Christian music station on Sirius XM Radio. And on Sunday, it plays Sunday Praise. And this last Sunday, this week's song, You Are Holy, came on by Michael W. Smith. And my daughter, Emily, said, oh, good, it played on the radio. And this means you can use it on the podcast. Now, Emily and Meredith have long loved this worship song because they sing it in Christian youth theater uh, during their worship times. And last week was show week for CYT, and I had the honor of attending daily worship and devotion sessions with the kids prior to performances of Mary Poppins. And if there's anything that I want my kids humming, it's not shake it off, but you are holy. You are mighty. You are worthy. Worthy of praise. This song is so rich and so full of so many names of God and so many directions that we could go in Scripture. So I decided to start with where the song starts, which is what you just heard. You are holy, you are mighty, and you are worthy. Now, we could spend the rest of the podcast and never reach the end of this. But then again, that's the point, right? I mean, if you've listened to my podcast for any length of time, you will know that it's my deepest desire to equip you to learn how to dig into God's word for yourself. So with this song this week, I want to chase down a few rabbits together. I'm going to get you started, but I really challenge you to add this song to your playlist and then spend some time worshiping and and also dig into scripture so that when you sing the song again, it means even more because now you have more knowledge. Any study that you do related to the song is just going to make the words richer in your mind and heart as you sing them back to the one who is so worthy of our praise. So literally, I typed in the words, you are holy scripture into my Google search box. 
Now, my results may look different than yours in the beginning because I often use Bible Gateway and Bible Hub as my resources, and Google starts to know that. I mean, it it knows you. It knows your search um, tendencies. So it's going to put those results at the top of my list. And so the more that you do this kind of process, if you follow my process, the more that you will find similar results. But if you type in You Are Holy Scripture, one of the first results, at least on that first page that should pop up for you, is 1 Peter 1.16. And if you look as to the source, it'll one of the one of the resources is Biblehub.com. And that's what we're gonna use today. I'm gonna talk a lot about my process today. And we're going to uncover some meanings and some truths, and I'm going to do it several times, so hopefully you can do it on your own. So I go ahead and click on that, 1 Peter 1.16, um, found in Bible Hub, because I know that Bible Hub is a great resource for cross-references. <clears throat> now, cross-references are important tools because then it helps us see other places in Scripture that a word, a phrase, or a thought can be found by just chasing down those cross-references. And the interesting thing about 1 Peter 1.16 is that it says, this is what 1 Peter 1.16 says, For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. Now, anytime the scripture says, for the scriptures say, anytime it says that, there's a cross-reference to discover. And it means that the author or the speaker is quoting or referring to another area of scripture. And I always love to compare the context in the New Testament to the context in the Old Testament, meaning read those verses around that verse or read read the, the text around that scripture and read all of the text around the source scripture. So this could be your activity for one day this week. So, for example, if you read all of Peter chapter 1, because our verse that we just looked up was um, 1 Peter 1.16. So read all of chapter 1 of 1 Peter. And then when you track down that cross-reference, it's Leviticus 11.44. So you could read all of the verses kind of around Leviticus 11.44, maybe even read all of Leviticus 11 or even go back far enough to till you get the context so you understand what is going on in those verses. So when you um when you when it sends us again the cross reference in Bible Hub uh, for 1 Peter 1:16 that says you must be holy because I am holy. And remember wh- why did we get to this verse because the very first lyric of our song is you are holy. And so that's we're looking that up. So it sends us to Leviticus 11.44, and it says, For I am the Lord your God. You must consecrate yourselves and be holy, because I am holy. So before I even jumped to Leviticus, I was thinking, God, I'm trying to get a deeper understanding of what it is for you to be holy. I'm not sure I'm ready to think about me being holy, but you can't escape that, because 1 Peter 1.16 says, Be holy because I am holy. And it's quoting the Old Testament where God said that, be holy because I am holy. So then my next logical question is, what does holy mean? If I know that God is holy and I can't escape the idea that he wants me to be holy, then what is holy? 
So while you are in Bible Hub, you can click on a tool called the Interlinear Tool. On my iPad, it shows as the letters, capital letters I-N-T, but on my desktop, it spells it out, Interlinear. So I've clicked on the cross-reference. So I started out in 1 Peter 1.16. I look over to the right, there's a cross-reference Leviticus 11.44. When I clicked on that, it opened up a Leviticus 11.44. Then I click on INT, and it shows the entire verse in Hebrew with the English words below it and the Strong's Concordance numbers above it. Now, the Strong's Concordance is going to give you a definition of here's what this word means in, here's the Hebrew word. It'll show it to you in Hebrew. I don't know about you, but I don't read Hebrew. But I do know how to look up words in the Strong's Concordance. And I just have a side note here. I went to Bible college in 1993, and let me just tell you something. There was no click on that little number above the word. Oh, no, no. You had to go to the shelf full of Strong's Concordance and pull it down and look up the number and do a lot of research. So let me just encourage you. We live in a day and an age that that it <laughs> what we have at our fingertips is mind boggling and it's so exciting so I just wanted to add that in so I'm going to click on that Strong's number it happens to be 6918 and you can see when you click on that 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 word for holy again that's the number right above the word holy it's used 118 times in scripture and that just in its simple definition it means sacred or holy which makes sense because that's the word that they used in the English translation now, further review of the word shows me that in the text we're looking at, that as it relates to God, it means separate from human infirmity, impurity, and sin. God is sacred and he is set apart. That's what it is to be holy. That is what God is. He is separate from human infirmity. He is separate from human impurity. He is separate from sin. When I sing, you are holy, that is what I'm saying. Say it with me to your heavenly father. Say it. You are holy. Say it with me one more time. You are holy. Once more. You are holy. God is sacred. He is set apart. He is not like me. He's different. He's holy. At this point, still can't shake this idea that God is holy. Okay, I get that. And he wants me to be holy. But I am human and I am simple and I am do have impurities and infirmities. And so even though that's not part of our song this week, that's kind of where the adventure comes in, right? I go into God's word today and I want to seek a deeper understanding of who he is. And in this moment... He wants to teach me a deeper understanding of who he is and a deeper understanding of what he expects from me. So now we are actually interacting with God's word. I've, I've say this over and over and over again, an interaction to a, a tool, a Bible interaction tool, a tool that we use to interact. Well, this is what we're doing. We're interacting. You know, we, we're, we're trying to be open to his voice. Be open to what he wants to teach you. Even if you're going in with a preconceived idea of what you're going to be learning, he is going to surprise you 
all the time. And that is what keeps this relationship exciting and growing. And that is what I want from you. That's what I want for you. So that he, you, you will give him space to interact with you and to challenge you and to bring up new things. So don't fight it. Don't fight it. So I head back over to 1 Peter 1.16 in Bible Hub, and I do the same thing that I did in Leviticus 11.44. I click on interlinear, but this time it's written out for me in Greek, not Hebrew, because the New Testament is is written in Greek and the Old Testament is written in Hebrew. So I see that the word for holy here is hagios, which is defined as set apart by or for God holy or sacred. So very, very similar to what we've already talked about. If I look further, I see in the context of 1 Peter, it means in a moral sense, pure, sinless, upright, and holy. So that core meaning of hagios is that it's different to be different, to be set apart and therefore different. And for the believer, it means likeness of nature with the Lord because you're different from the world. So that's what he's calling us to be. So, okay, I think I have a good understanding of holy for God and for me. And when I look at the context, I see the verses found in a section of scripture titled, A Call to Holy Living. And I want you to read it. It's really good. Okay, it starts in verse 13 of 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. It's a sober reminder of the holiness God has called us to do, called us to because he is holy and why he's called us to that. And when I sing, you are holy, I can remember that God is sacred and set apart and that he has called me to be the same. So if I'm using the song for inspiration, I will move on to mighty. So again, the lyrics that we've read, uh, Um, listen to so far, you are holy, you are mighty, you are worthy. So I find out that God is called mighty in Zephaniah 3, 17, which is one of my favorite verses of all times. And how did I do that? I Googled it. I put you are mighty scripture and Zephaniah 3, 17 pops up. And this is what it says. For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. As a side note, don't you think that verse is so cool? Don't you think that we're, it's so neat that we're sitting here talking about the value of singing songs of praise to him. And we find out right here in this verse that he rejoices over us with songs. He sings over you. Anyway, so this is where we see God as mighty. So if I'm looking at this verse in BibleHub.com and I click on interlinear and then I click on the number above the word mighty, strong number 1368, which really means nothing other than that's the number I clicked on. I see it is an adjective and it means strong or mighty. It means that he is powerful and by implication, he is a warrior and a champion. He is valiant and strong. That is the kind of savior God is. And as soon as you think that that makes him too big and maybe too hard, because I think of warriors and champions as 
hard, as valiant、um, men, as, as kind of hard, not teddy bear, squishy, lovey, you know, but hard. And the verse tells us that this big, strong, mighty, valiant warrior savior of ours delights over us with gladness and with his love calms my fears. Now, that is a God worth singing praises to. So now you have a new perspective when you sing, You are holy. You have a new perspective when you sing, You are mighty. And finally, I'm going to go through the same process for worthy. I find out that it means pretty much what I think it means deserving, fitting, suitable. It leads me to Revelation 4 11, where the 24 elders are falling down and worshiping the Creator, and they say, Worthy are you, O Lord, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. When I look up the Greek word for worthy, it is axios, and it is an adjective derived from a word that means to weigh. Implying the, the assessment in keeping with how something weighs in on God's balanced scale of truth. So, God is worthy when we weigh who He is on this scale. Picture a scale, and you put who God is on one side of the scale, and on the other side, we place all of creation, the glory and majesty and wonder of all of creation. And on the other side of the scale is God Himself, and the weight of who He is matches what He is made, and He is worthy to receive my glory. And my honor. And then here's an interesting note. In Revelation 4, there are living creatures described around the throne of God in heaven saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. So there we have it. Holy and mighty and worthy. Yes, Lord, you are. And may my song and my life declare it. So if God is holy, And mighty and worthy of my praise, what should my response be? I will I love this song because it acts as a declaration of who God is and as a prayer response on my, on my part as well. So, God is holy, mighty, and worthy of my praise. Then what? Then I will follow, listen, and love Him all of my days. And by definition, this is a response song, meaning that the leader sings and then the congregation responds. But the truth that it proclaims also requires a response. And in the chorus, the men sing, I will sing to and worship the King who is worthy. I will love and adore him, and I will bow down before him. And the women sing, while they're singing that, they sing, You are Lord of lords, you are King of kings, you are mighty God. Lord of everything. You're Emmanuel. You're the great I am. You're the Prince of Peace who is the Lamb. You're the living God. You're my saving grace. You will reign forever. You are ancient of days. You are Alpha, Omega, beginning and end. You're my Savior, Messiah, Redeemer, and friend. You are my Prince of Peace, and I will live my life for you. 
I've discussed formatting your prayers, kind of following the ACTS method or the the ACTS method. I've talked about it before. A is for adoration, where we praise God for who he is. And C is confession, either confessing our sins or confessing the truth of what we know God's word to say. T is for thanksgiving, where we thank God for what he's done. And S is supplication, where we make our requests known to God. My girls and I pray on our way to school each morning using this structure, and I I usually start by saying, I praise you, God, because you are. It's always more meaningful when I'm in the Word and I've just run across a new name for God. Um, My oldest daughter is usually pretty good at thinking about a variety of names for God. You know, sometimes when I'm impatient with them in the morning before we get in the car to go to school, none, none of you are like that, right? You're never impatient with your kids. But anyway, sometimes I'm impatient with them. And uh, my <laughs> my favorite is when I'm impatient generally that morning is when she, I will praise you, God, because you are patient and forgiving, <laughs> right? Classic. So my youngest, however, often pulls out the end of this song to sing and she will sing you are alpha omega beginning and end you're my savior messiah redeemer and friend you're my prince of peace and i will live my life for you as a mom i really discourage rote prayers you know i always tell the girls you are speaking to a living god and saying the same thing over and over again without thought it that just won't do But every morning when it comes to praising God for who he is, Meredith sings the last part of this song and I'm okay with it because I know that she's really thinking about what she's saying. One way that she can really make this personal and really has made this personal for herself is that she's kind of, uh, she's come up with her own podcast where she talks about the names of God and unpacks them a little. And her podcast is titled More Than a Name. Her sister came up with that. She thought, I think, I think it's pretty clever, don't you? And we only have a couple of episodes so far. I'm hoping that we can record some more this summer. But looking up what scripture has to say about the names she's singing about brings those names to life. Huh, that's interesting. That's kind of what we're doing today on today's episode. So for example, listen to what she learned about Alpha and Omega. My sister taught me something very interesting about Alpha and Omega this week. Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet and Omega is the last letter of the Greek alphabet. Just like A is the first letter of the English alphabet and Z is the last letter of the English alphabet. It's like thinking of God as A to Z and everything in between. So you can follow the same pattern I have taught on today's episode and look up the names of God that intrigue you. You know, like Ancient of Days. I I looked that up. I Googled it real quick. And it's in Daniel. It's in a dream. And it's really neat. I mean, of course, I just played a clip of Meredith's podcast discovering what Alpha, you know, items about Alpha and Omega. We've already looked at a verse that says that God is a mighty Savior. I have several episodes of this podcast that talk about God being our Redeemer. So if you're interested in that, you can check out episode 4, 13, 21, or 59. We talk about God being Redeemer in those episodes. So there's so many places to go. And so what I, how I always end the podcast is, so what's next? Well, my challenge to you is to pick a name of God that's sung in this song and follow the same pattern that I've discussed on today's episode. Go to BibleHub.com, 
Search for that name of God. Choose a verse to explore. Read it in the parallel verses screen where you can read it in a variety of translations. Read it in context. Hunt down some cross-references. Explore that interlinear function. Experience some aha moments for yourself. And while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneesat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Facebook. We can talk about what you're learning or you can leave a comment on this week's show notes, michellekneesat.com forward slash 66. And before I leave today, I just want to give you a few quick announcements. I want to personally thank you for listening with a gift. I don't want you to have any excuses for not having God's word front and center every day. So if you just log on to my website, michellekneesat.com, and subscribe with your name and email address, I will email you memory verse resources each week to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or even to print out and place in the best, best location for you. It's just a small token of my thanks and hopefully a really useful tool for you. And I want to shout out to Yverta from Massachusetts and Grace from Nairobi, Kenya, my newest subscribers to my website. Welcome. And then don't miss an episode of my podcast. Subscribe to it in iTunes uh, or Stitcher Radio if you have an Android. And while you're in iTunes, please leave me a written review and a star rating. This really encourages me, but more than that, it helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use Good Fight by Unspoken. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 66. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.